This episode of Common Sense Pregnancy, Parenting, and Politics is brought to you by Mommy Steps Maternity Insoles, who are offering our listeners a special 20% discount off their truly fabulous insoles when you go to maternityinsoles.com and use coupon code COMMONSENSE at checkout. Hi, everybody. This is Jeannie Faulkner, and you're listening to Common Sense Pregnancy, Parenting, and Politics. That's right. We changed the name by tacking politics on the end because we think that's what we're ultimately talking about, the politics of our lives. As parents, you know, and it starts with prenatal care and navigating all that, and it continues on, you know, for at least as far in the future as I can see, and many of my kids are grown. I'm the author of Common Sense Pregnancy, the book, which was published by Random House back in 2016. And this weekend, I was up in Seattle visiting colleges with my daughter, and we had a little time to kill. So we popped into the Elliott Bay Bookstore, and what do you know? They had my book sitting right there. Yes, I'll admit it. It gives me a little thrill every time. Anyway, if you're pregnant, thinking about getting pregnant or know somebody who's pregnant, then give them a copy of my book because everything in it is pertinent to navigating your prenatal care and pregnancy experience. And it's based on my 20 years as a labor and delivery nurse. Insider information right there. So go pick it up at Elliott Bay or your local bookstore or obviously on Amazon, Barnes and Noble or Target. It's everywhere books are sold. Um, this week, we're welcoming a new sponsor to the show, Mommy Steps Maternity Insoles, and I'm particularly grateful right now for their support. The two guys behind these awesome insoles sent me a couple pairs a little while back to try out, and now I'm a big fan. I am one of the billion or so women whose feet went through some incredible changes during my pregnancies. I don't know. They did everything. They lengthened, they widened, they flattened, and they hurt a lot. And over the years that followed, they kind of have continued to do so. Um, and in addition, these painful feet of mine have been joined uh, by a sore knee and a hip for which I have done a lot of physical therapy and that I do dozens and dozens of laps in the pool to keep under control. Anyway, when these insoles arrived in the mail, I decided to give them a good try. And you know what? I'm loving them. They provide the best arch support and they're nice and thin. So I don't feel like I'm packed in my shoes. So of course, I had to talk to the guys behind these genius things and find out what's their story. Because if there's one thing just about every pregnant woman in the world can relate to is this, we're all left wondering what the heck was happening to our feet. And that's what we're going to talk about this week. Andrew Slatter and Marshall Zicker are co-founders of Forum Insoles, who make Mommy Steps Maternity Insoles. Let's get them on the line. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Marshall. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, how are you today? I'm doing good. Thanks for coming on the pod. I appreciate it. It's nice to it's nice to have some guys' voices. <laughs> well, thank you for having us. We thank appreciate you very it. much for having us. We're excited. Yeah. Well, I always start this off, you know, I read a little bit of your bio before we got you on the line here today. So I always start off with the hardest question. And Andrew, I'm going to start with you just because you and I have spoken with each other a little bit before. Very esoteric question here. Are you ready? I sure am. Who are you and what do you do? Well, um, my background is in the in insole industry. Um, I head up the, the, the sales for our company and um, essentially build relationships with our product and retailers and end customers alike. Um, you know, and generally try to help uh, women that are going through pregnancy and, and give them a really affordable option to, to help all the things they're dealing with. So we've been in this business for a while and, um, you know, that's, that's generally my goal with, uh, with getting the word out. So that is a really good professional description, but I'm going to ask you again, who are you and what do you do? Tell me more about who you are when you're not. Maybe oh. I should tell you who he is. No, 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 no. No way. He knows, he knows way too much. Well, I'm uh, I'm a business owner. I'm a father of three. Um, my wife, Kirsten, and I have uh, 
hopefully done a good job raising our kids. Uh, we live in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we try to have a fairly good combination of, of work, work-life balance. And uh, so far, so good. You know, the kids are turning out great. Um, you know, and we how love old what are they? How old are the kids? So my eldest son, James, is uh, 12 years old. Uh-huh. Uh, Amelia, who is my daughter, the middle kid, she is uh, 10 and a half. Uh-huh. And uh, I have a little boy named Declan, who is uh, just a little over six years old. Ooh, those are fun years. Those are <laughs> super fun years. Yeah, they're very good kids. We've, uh, I'm not going to lie to you, it's not been 100% smooth, but generally we've been very lucky. Well, if you told me it was 100% smooth, I would tell you you were lying. Lying. Exactly. Exactly. So Marshall, your turn. Who are you and what do you do? So my, yeah, my name is Marshall. Last name is Wicker. I live up in Toronto, Canada. And uh, I'm also married. I have two kids, two boys, one uh, aged 14 and one aged 11. And um, I've been in this uh, insole business for about three and a half years. Um, Prior to that, I was actually in a completely different industry. I was in the video game industry for about 18 years. So uh, this is certainly a different type of industry than uh, than video games was. But uh, I needed a change. And uh, Andrew and I decided to partner up on this company called the Form Insoles and um, and that's where uh, things began back in 2014. Um, my wife is actually also uh, she's she's also in the healthcare industry. She's an occupational therapist. Mm-hmm. So believe it or not, I had a little bit of exposure to. She used to manufacture and uh, custom make orthotics for some of her patients. So uh, years ago, I know I had a little bit of exposure to it, but I didn't really realize that until I got into this industry. Isn't that funny? Coincidences yeah. or not, exactly. or not, exactly. yeah, or not. Yeah. <laughs> See, Marshall, you should tell Jeannie how you proposed. Uh, okay, <laughs> no, I like I'm that kidding. story. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. What the heck? <laughs> so, <laughs> boy, that's going, that's going way back. So, my wife at the at the time, my wife was working, or my fiance at that time was working at a hospital, um, and I managed to convince all of her. Uh, fellow co-workers to book me in um, as a patient for an appointment. <laughs> but what I did is I had a buddy of mine completely wrap my entire body like a mummy in bandages. <laughs> they they usher me into uh, one of the uh, waiting rooms. And sure enough, my fiance comes in and um, she started asking me all kinds of questions about what happened. And uh, Instead of talking, because I figured she'd recognize my voice, I just hand wrote my answers. And, you know, she's like, how did the accident happen? And and then I just started flirting with her and saying, oh, you're really cute. And she kept, you know, getting the subject and the conversation back to business. But I wouldn't let go. And uh, finally, I said, well, do you have a boyfriend on paper? I hand wrote it out. She said, yes. I said, is his name Marshall? And she just looked up like really confused looking. And then... Uh, I started to take the bandages off and asked her to marry me. So yeah, that was the uh, that was the proposal. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I, I've always unique. liked that story. That's that is a good, that's a great. Proposal that is a really sure. really good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. Well, let's see. Um, we better get into the backstory about Andrew. Why is your career in insoles? You know, it's funny. I uh, I also used to live in Toronto. Marshall and I are uh, longtime friends. I and, sensed uh, that. I sensed that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've, we've been buds for, for quite a while. Um, and interestingly enough, I, uh, I moved to Calgary. Uh, I was in the media business in Toronto and uh, just sort of really sort of burned out in that industry. Very tiring, dealing with advertising agencies. I was often out at night and it, it became... Um, you know, just quite tiring. Um, so at the time, I had a, a girlfriend that lived in Calgary. This is long before I met my wife. And I decided to come out here. And basically, I was going to come out here for about a six-month period, just relax and ski and enjoy the, you know, the mountains that, they have, that we have out here. And I ended up working part-time for a company that was sort of a, in the similar industry. And I, I found I really, really enjoyed the business. Um, and I also really enjoyed the city of Calgary. Now, t- 
turns out things didn't uh, necessarily work out with the girl I came out here with. Uh, but fortunately, you know, I, I um, fate would have it. I met my wife and she was from Vancouver. So I didn't want to move to Vancouver. She didn't want to move to Toronto. And we ended up really sort of making Calgary our home. And as I was here, um, I started getting promoted through the ranks at the company I was working for and which was also an insole company and just love the industry. I know it's a very strange industry to love, but you know, it, it I became quite good at it. It kind of is a weird it, industry it to love. And I'm, and I'm kind of wondering what's at the heart of that. Uh, I think it's the types of customers we're able to deal with the, the type of, um, relationships we have. So most of the customers that we deal with have actually become quite good friends of ours. Hmm. Um, you know, so it's, it's sort of a combination of business, but there's a lot of great relationships. So I think mainly the people. Um, and I also love, um, you know, the, the fact that this product actually helps somebody, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it really has put an easier spin on it to, you know, that is actually effective and, and helps. So I, I feel good about it. I like the industry. I certainly like our customers. Um, and for for me personally, I, I love, you know, what we're doing, building a company. It's, it's so much fun. It was quite scary at first, but I wouldn't do it any differently now. I mean, looking back, I always say to myself, you know, thank God we did this because I'm, I'm just so very happy doing it. So, I have this theory that it's a, um, when people are really happy in their jobs, it's because they have found their way to provide really excellent customer service. And that's what all of our jobs, no matter what we're doing, no matter what, it all di- boils down to customer service. And it's and then you just get rid of the customer and it's all about service. So when exactly. yeah, when people love their jobs, yeah, it's I, because they've found their way to provide service. You know, and it's it's been um, you know during the this uh, this business that Marshall and I've been doing, it's uh, you know certainly hasn't come without challenges. But you know what a great what a great challenge, mm-hmm. and we've managed to you know get over the hurdles thus far, and, and we've actually built a, a pretty neat little company. So um, I enjoy the industry, um, and there's so much possibility in, in terms of, you know, where we can take it. And it also allows us to, you know, maintain that balance very well. You know, we're not sort of under the gun of some bad boss that's, you know, putting us in a situation of working 12 hours and, right. you know, hitting our cell phones at 8 PM on a Saturday. It's, it's been nice to control our, our lives and our, our destinies in, in a lot of ways. You know, I'm always interested in how careers grow and businesses expand in response to things that are going on in our off work hours. And I bet for you, you know, expanding your business into insoles for, for pregnant women, that probably happened right around the start of your families, right? Am I wrong? Actually, I, I, no, I think that um, it actually came to us a little later on because we've only been running our core business since 2014 and our, our kids are quite a bit older mm-hmm. now. But it certainly reinforced, like when I think back to when my wife was pregnant, um, when we're talking about uh, insoles specifically for, for maternity, I can remember her complaining about her feet and her back mm-hmm. and her knees. So when Andrew and I sort of um, started to think about creating an insole specifically for maternity, all those things started to click. So it wasn't back then that we thought of it, but it certainly reinforced what we were doing. And, um, and everyone we spoke to, I mean, basically what happened was we've been manufacturing and selling insoles for other types of industries, whether it's, you know, the ski industry or the, the specialty running industry. Uh, we do a lot of insoles for work boots and podiatry clinics, and we kept getting, um, females and actually sometimes husbands, they'd say, what's the best insole you guys manufacture for my wife or for myself? Cause I'm mm-hmm. pregnant. And it kept happening over and over again. And then finally it dawned on Andrew and I, well, maybe we should look into this because none of our competitors are really focused specifically on the maternity market itself. Mm -hmm. So we started speaking with some of our podiatry uh, contacts and friends and everyone we spoke to, they're like, yeah, it's a, there's a huge need for that. And what a great idea. So uh, everything sort of just lined up and that's when we decided, uh, that it was a good idea to pursue 
the maternity insole as a, as a separate brand and a separate uh, business unit. I think yeah. it's super smart, super smart. Because, you know, I have, I, as a nurse, as a labor and delivery nurse, I was in contact with thousands of women. And yeah. I could probably say that all of them had sore feet. I know I did. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's going back to what Marshall was saying, too. You know, um, Kirsten, my wife, she, um, you know, I think back to when she was pregnant with James, our, our first child, and she, she put on a about 60 pounds she's she went from 120 to to 170 pounds with within you know sort of that that nine month period and again as marshall said looking back now the the problems that created for her feet during that time you know i i had wished we had had this product and and manufacture this product during that because often it's the first baby that does you know, wreaks havoc on the on the feet because mm-hmm. it's just such a massive metamorphosis and a, and a change that uh, that any woman goes through. So it, it's been phenomenal, and frankly, the response to this product is beyond what what we had expected. Um, it, it's been fantastic. Yeah, I bet. So I want to go on record and say that um, Andrew, I have been wearing the set of insoles that you sent me last week or the week before. And um, I popped them in the oven. And to my listeners, you know, no, I am not pregnant. Absolutely. And you don't have (laughs) (laughs) no, no, but I have a long history of ridiculously painful and sensitive feet. So anyways, I got I got the insoles. And we'll talk about how it all works in a minute. But here's the really lovely thing about it is you pop them in your oven and you warm them up and then they mold to your feet. So it was this yeah. really, really cold morning here, and I just loved that. I, you know, put them in my boots and slid my feet in there. So that should be your next product is, you know, like boot warmers. That'd be great. And, you know, your your reaction is exactly. I mean, Andrew and I have have personally fitted these uh, moldable insoles into yeah. you know hundreds of people's shoes, and it's the same reaction. You put that hot insole in a in a shoe or a boot, and everybody just. They just uh, help, right. They just love the feeling. Yeah. So we're glad that yeah. uh, that you experienced the same uh, nice effect. Yeah, and I've been wearing them for I don't know a week, week maybe now, and I really like them. I like them a lot. Excellent. And yeah, you know, I've um, I've had ridiculously sensitive and painful feet forever, and I've only worn super practical shoes for way too long. And I've tried insoles before, but they didn't really fit my shoes or they made my shoes feel crowded or they weren't quite right. Or maybe they'd fit, but then I'd get blisters and I don't, you know, they were a pain in the neck. And I got to say, these feel good. Yeah, Jeannie, it's it's funny because I think most people um, and, you know, obviously we'll talk more about the the, the Mommy Steps insoles. Um but I think most people in North America tend to think of two things when they think of insoles. You know, Dr. Scholl's has a massive, massive advertising budget and, and you see them advertising all the time. And I think mm-hmm. the general public, you know, thinks in a lot of ways that that might be a great solution and they make a fine product. It's a good cushioning product, but there's a gap between that type of insole and then going into the $400 orthotic. Yeah. And we fit just perfectly because, you know, I really do think there's a lot of people that well, I know there's a lot of people that need much more than what a Dr. Scholl's type insole is, but certainly don't require, you know, all the time a $400 orthotic. And that's really where we come in. It's an incredibly affordable solution. It is. And they're, they're kind of thin. So, you know, I, I think that um, I didn't start addressing my painful foot problem until I was pregnant with number three. And, you know, my feet were killing me just from working 12 hour shifts at the hospital. Um, yeah. And of course, the weight of pregnancy itself. So I went out and I bought myself my first pair of dance goes and then my first pair of Merrell's, which are really sensible shoes. And it was a, yeah, great shoes. it was a bit of an image buster for me. I'm not going to lie. As a nurse, you always wear sneakers or some kind of close toe shoe that you can hose off. Yeah. But all of a sudden I was moving into the land of orthopedic shoes and that was not okay with me. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't exactly marry with the skinny jeans and the nice gloves. No. And you know, it's funny because there, that, that really, really is the issue, right? It's it's how do you um, maintain a sensible shoe while still maintaining, you know, the, the a sense of style, factor of style yeah. and, and, you know, and so, you know, that's, that's really been a huge thing for us too, is, is with the, the two styles that we carry. I mean, 
a girl can wear a pair of Toms or a pair of flats, yeah. you know, and and so that's a huge believe it or not that's that's the lion's share of our sales is the ones for for stylish shoes. And Jeannie, as well, you yeah. as you mentioned, you the, the you didn't really start addressing the situation until you had I think you were, you said you were pregnant with your third child. Yeah. As Andrew had mentioned earlier, uh, most of the damage is actually done when you're pregnant for the first time. That's when uh, most of the damage to your arch and the collapsing of the arch takes place. And by the time you're, you know, you get around to your second and third uh, pregnancy, um, the effects aren't quite as bad, but the damage is done. So that's probably part of the uh, effect you were you were feeling. Oh, hell yes. I want to talk about, you know, some of the specific things that women are dealing with with their feet. But I also want to mention that um, you guys are sponsoring a podcast, Vanessa Merton's Pregnancy Podcast, and she does a really good yeah. job covering, you know, she does a pretty deep dive into, you know, all kinds of leg, foot, and hip issues that happen during pregnancy. And I think that's episode 104. If not, just, you know, check her out at Pregnancy Podcast. She does a really good job. And I think that she does a- my listeners should head over there, you know, for that. But I, I also, I really want to get a recap from you guys today about, you know, what are the biggest issues that you hear women are facing in terms of their feet and why are they happening? So we learned a lot um, going through this process, but, you know, th- I guess the number one issue is the hormone relaxant that, that, you know, sort of um, becomes part of the woman's body during the pregnancy phase. And it is an absolutely necessary hormone because it, you know, it prepares, you know, the woman's ligaments and joints for birth. But the one aspect that it does, it wreaks havocs to is the, is the foot itself. So during pregnancy, uh, when that hormone is released into the woman's body, it, it, again, it loosens all the ligaments. Well, when you combine that effect with, so a loosening of the foot with the increased weight uh, with the baby, what happens is it creates quite a downward pressure on the woman's arch. And that's where the problems can become just catastrophic in some instances. So as the foot loosens with the ligaments preparing for birth, the strength of the foot itself weakens. With that additional weight, it pushes the arch from a high arch to a flat arch position and does several things. Uh, number one, it, it creates, you know, a situation where the woman's foot can actually grow a size larger. So as the arch itself, you know, collapses downward, think of an upside down bow from a bow and arrow, it, it yeah. elongates. So when the relaxant leaves the body, it almost sets it in a larger position. When the relaxant leaves, it keeps it set in a larger scenario. So you see articles all the time online that, that are basically saying, oh my gosh, my mm-hmm. feet have grown mm-hmm. after my first baby. So by keeping the proper platform under the foot during pregnancy, it prevents that bowing down of the arch and keeps the foot set in the right position. Now, from a pain standpoint, this is you know one we hear about often is, with that same effect with relaxing, loosening the foot and the arch collapsing, uh, it's very common for women to start experience what's called plantar fasciitis. And it's, it's really um, an inflammation of the, ten, the tendon on the base of the foot that goes from the heel to the, Super to the, painful. the foot. Super painful. And yeah. It's very painful. And it, and it presents often as a fairly sharp pain in the heel. So, you know, people tend to notice it when they wake up in the morning and they get out of bed and that initial step onto the floor sort of shocks the tendon and continuously re-tears it. It's very difficult to heal without preventing right. that arch from collapsing. So by having a strong arch like the mummy steps uh, with them all day, it it allows that to heal. Um, and it just creates a constant cradle and platform so that that tearing yeah. doesn't occur yeah. in the first place. And then on top of that, the, the, you know, the alignment issues. You know, that's why you always hear about women, you know, sore lower backs because your feet are your platform Um, and you know know, we're 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 always taught that's right whatever is happening down below is going to move on up to affect the joints above it it's incredible how related it all and then put a big old baby on um, top of all that and wedge them into some funny joints problems Yeah. yeah 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 that's right so we want to prevent that and that's what this product does you know we we can you know essentially 
stop that effect from taking place most of the time. And, you know, once the initial pregnancy is done and that relaxant leaves the body, we can, we can keep everything normal. You know, it's, yeah. it's been really it's, successful. Yeah. I'm liking it. I'm liking it just fine. Wish you guys were around when I was having babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what else do you want our listeners to know about the Can, insoles and the problems that they're preventing? Well, I would like to sort of just explain how the yeah. insole actually works um, and also mention, you know, where they can find it. So our actual website is is uh, maternityinsoles.com and the, and the product is called Mommy Steps. So as going back to what you initially said, um, it's a great product. So how it works is you would preheat your oven to about 200 degrees. You, you take the insoles and you put them face down on, on you know, you'll, you'll for about a two minute period. You take the hot insole once it's heated, put it in the shoe. And, and again, the person steps into the shoe. And I would sort of describe it like stepping into warm, silly putty is how it feels. Yeah, it's, it's nice. In your, in your shoe. Yeah. It just it feels really good. They stand there uh, for about two minutes, just shoulder width apart, and the insole will cool and mold specifically to the shape of, you know, the woman's foot. So it really takes any shoe and customizes it specific for that person. <clears throat> and all at the cost of $39. You know, it's a similar effect to an orthotic, but of mm -hmm. course, you're looking at a $400 product. Um, the beautiful thing about this product is that the mommy steps actually reheat, you know, three times. And where this really comes into play is how much the feet change with every trimester. So if you think of what a woman's foot looks like, say, at the beginning of the pregnancy or month three, by the time it's month six, let alone month nine, how much that foot has changed. It's swollen, the arch might have collapsed. So by being able to reheat the mommy steps with every trimester, it adapts mm -hmm. to your new foot situation, per se. So it really uh, supports you through the, uh, the entirety of the pregnancy. I like them. I like them a lot. Yeah. What else? So we're trying. We're trying to uh, to get the word out there. Um, Vanessa's podcast has mm -hmm. has been really successful for us, and we're super thankful to be yeah. uh, to doing some stuff with you as well. And I think that's our mission is is we want you know gals to help us spread the word with this product so we try to be as um in as much communication as, as possible with the people that buy our insoles and we found that there's been a really great word of mouth about this and Jeannie, honest to god i i cannot believe how many women are sore i'm guessing there's probably billions of us <laughs> for certain billions put your finger yeah. in billions, billions and billions of women are walking around this I, world and our feet hurt <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they just don't know where to turn. They don't know what to do. And it's evident online because the amount of people asking for solutions. You well, talk those about are cute now. That was a long time ago. Things. That kid's That's all grown now. Now Dansko and Merrill's are cute. <laughs> yeah, they're much nicer now. They're much nicer now. And I think maternity, the industry in general, has, <laughs> has focused a lot more on combining health with, yeah. you know, Staying cute, as you say. So it's, it's been nice to see that evolution. And, and the, mummy steps, the mummy steps do come in, in a couple of different styles. So we have um, a slightly thicker, more padded style for things like running shoes or boots that mm -hmm. have a lot of room. And then we have a thinner uh, model that's designed for flats and dress shoes and shoes that don't have a lot of room in them. So there's different style for every type of uh, footwear that's out there. You know, a lot of my listeners are really active. I've, I've got a lot of women who listen to me that are runners. And, you know, that's something I hadn't actually thought about before. If, you know, you're going to take, you're going to take that moldable foot you've got during pregnancy and add some weight to it. And then you're going to go pound the pavement. Mm, you might want to exactly. protect that arch. Exactly. You might want to protect that arch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in a, in a great discussion we often have uh, is, you know, really how many pairs of shoes and what's what does your lifestyle look like well you know my wife is an example she's got several pairs of flats pairs of toms she's got uggs she has running shoes she has hiking shoes probably about 20 pairs of shoes and you know it it really you know no i don't think any pregnant woman wants to sort of be um held captive by wearing one healthy pair of shoes with one mm -hmm. orthotic. So this allows that level of support for all of their mm -hmm. footwear and all the different types of yeah. footwear. 
Um, very comfortable though, and we have a 30-day guarantee on them, so it, you know there's zero risk in trying. Well, I would kind of like to shift gears a little bit and talk about a little bit more about your non-work lives. And I always like knowing, sure. you know, how families work out the childcare and career and family life balance. You know, and wondering how you guys do it. Now, Marshall, you've got a 14-year-old and 11-year-old, did you say? Yeah, exactly. Two boys. So my 14-year-old, just uh, he's in his first year of high school this year. So that's been interesting. It's It's been that's quite a, a good word. Yeah, interesting. It's, it's been Let's quite, see if we could use another adjective. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone can remember yeah, grade yeah. nine, right? Yeah, it's, um, startling? The, <laughs> startling, I guess, for him a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's he's been adapting quite well, and uh, they both of my kids go to school really close to our to our home, and uh, so that's been that's been working out very well. And uh, you know, my wife and I are working and uh, trying to be home as much as possible to spend time with the kids. And of course, we're being a, a Canadian, we're at the hockey rink probably uh, three four nights a week or three four times a week, let's say. So we're we're super busy with that, and uh, so, so we are trying. Who's to playing? Out. The boys or you and your wife? No, no, the boys. The boys. Yeah, oh. the boys. him and his wife. His wife yeah. plays goalie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're we're constantly hustling the kids around. I'm sure I'm sure both of you can relate to that yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, how about you, Andrew? Uh, similar. I mean, you know, the the three kids. Uh, James is. Um, He's into hockey as well, and he's also into scouts, and he's kind of uh, a little skateboard Uh-oh, type guy. You got a skater, but it's been dude. Skater, dude. Ooh. Yeah, and he, he yeah, kind of looks raised the part. One of those. You know, his raised hair's a little bit longer. Good luck. And, yeah, but he's a really good. He's a really good kid, and uh, it's been neat because we're watching him now. He's, you know, he's he's starting to do. Um, neat stuff with design and, and different things and he's shaping his own skateboards now and believe it or not they actually do that at his school and it's just strange you know watching these guys growing up they're they're learning things in school that you know like yeah. coding for instance you know my little six and a half year old is now doing coding at school talk about times changing um so it's yeah. busy for sure it feels like we're always you know hopping in the car driving and amelia uh last year was six out of seven days at dance and we've sort of scaled that back a little bit so you know yeah it's, it's been yeah. a little easier and Declan Declan's all things Star Wars <laughs> and I'll be honest though I I act like I know but my my wife keeps it all together yes. all running yeah I mean it's women are always the project managers of the most important exactly. business that you are oh, a partner God, with it's, yeah it's crazy do you guys do your part yeah. do you step and up try to uh Oh, no. God, you suck. Why are you telling me this? Yeah, no, I know. We uh, we try, but I, I personally don't oh, think I have the skill lame. set even remotely close to my wife to keep it all together. So I'm kind of like, oh. I'm the fun dad, oh. right? I, I show up at the end of the day and I'm like, you know, hey, who wants to do this? And, and you know, sometimes I'll walk in and Kirsten just looks. Our wives fast. tell us like, where we need call. to be, it's when we need to be there. And we just... Then we make it happen, You're compliant. right? So without, You're compliant. Yeah, without yeah. that, we'd be completely lost, <laughs> oh and uh, everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would describe it, honest to God, if you want my honest description of what it's like having kids, uh, I would say it's seven. There doesn't seem to be any middle ground. It's It's either great or you're just dealing with craziness and a big mess, and, you know, it's – it's a roller coaster that like I've never experienced in my life and it continues to be. But now that they're getting a little bit older, we have a little bit more freedom to actually yeah. go out, you know, and it's, it's fine because my eldest can look after the other two and it's, it's been nice that way. Big time. It's a nice transition when the kids get Absolutely. a little bit older. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know about right. me getting older. That's not a great transition. Yeah, I know. That's that can be a little startling and abrupt too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you just a few more questions and then I think we're gonna wrap it up for the day. Sure. Uh Marshall, I'll start sure. with you on this one. You can look at this in terms of business, family, the big picture, whatever you want. What's your biggest challenge right now? Biggest challenge is probably just uh growing our business. I mean 
if, if we're talking on the business side, it's, it's making sure that we're, uh, we're, we're making the best decisions that we possibly can be making and um, working with a partner, Andrew and I are, are partners. So we have to make sure that we're, we're uh, making sure that both our interests and our, our goals are in line with what it is we're, we're trying to achieve. And then I guess just balancing all that with, uh, with, with our family life as well. That's, that's kind of what it all boils down to. So, um, but that's the challenge. It's, it's a different challenge than we were sort of talking about at the, at the beginning of our, of our call today. Uh, Andrew and I had mm-hmm. careers previous to this. And, and I know from my perspective, um, my work-life balance is so much better now. And I'm just so happy to be working in an industry where there's just a, a great amount of satisfaction in helping people, right? Before I was uh, producing and selling video games and it was fun and exciting and kind of leading edge. And, um, you know, it was kind of a sexy industry. Everyone you say, oh, I'm in video games and you get a hundred people that want to give you their game idea. But now we're actually helping people. We're helping them um, with with health issues and it's just so much more rewarding and satisfying. So, um, when I say it's challenging, it's, uh, it's a good challenge and it's our own business. So that makes it really exciting for both of us. So Andrew, what about you? What's your biggest challenge right now? I would say, um, you know, getting a good night's sleep often, right? So as Marshall said, you know, it's running the business is, is, is a big part of, you know, my role in, in my family and, um, you know, separating that from my family life. So coming home, turning that off and I'm not always successful at it. Sometimes I come home with a very concentrated look on my face and, you know, my kids pick up on that. So that's a challenge, uh, dealing with, you know, all the opportunities and then making sure our business, you know, has, has the resources to capitalize when, when that, little piece of good luck comes along. Um, and I guess continuing to keep my eye on the ball with the family life as well, because I think not to speak for Marshall, but you know, him and I sometimes don't realize we've been working a 12 hour day because we enjoy it. Um, so it's, it's sort of turning that off and, and balancing that. But again, I, I really don't, view it as a challenge. I mean, I, I do get up every day f- fairly excited, um, but I still deal with, sometimes I wake up at three in the morning thinking about business. Um, and, you know, that's that's just my, my human reality, I suppose. I think it's good for our kids to know that we're thinking about I mean, my, my kids have always known that, oh, when she's got that look on her face, she, she's probably thinking through some article or some patient or some issue. Exactly. It, you know, I think yeah. kids understand that we have a lot in our lives and we're going to think about that. You know, yeah, it's a good thing. better that they not figure that out. very true. I, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good for kids to know that we have big lives, that it's not all just yeah. about them. Yeah. And I think our, you know, our kids are sort of involved in the the business as well, right? They they understand, you know, we make them aware of, um, okay, this is this is where we're allocating our family mm-hmm. money right now. This is how we're investing it. And no, I can't buy you this and that mm-hmm. all the time. But but here's why. And we try to instill. Look, it doesn't all magically happen. And you guys need to learn, um, you know that what money means and how mm-hmm. it works and how you prioritize what you, you spend know, your time. money and time on. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Cause I'm pretty sure we have enough star Wars action figures. In oh, I think your little one's sure. going to just really debate that <laughs> strong debate on that. <laughs> most, most definitely. I haven't even gotten to the social media management side of things yet. Marshall maybe can attest to that more, but uh, that's coming and I can see my daughter, you know, she, she's into yeah. that stuff and that's a whole other wave. I'm not necessarily. <laughs> that, sure that's an episode for another time. We'll, we'll catch you in a few years. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Well, let's, let's do one more question like that. And I think that Marshall, since you've got the adolescent in the house, what is the thing you're most looking forward to in the parenting years ahead? Hmm, good question. I think just watching, um, just sort of watching them blossom and, and find their way. 
Um, both my sons are very different. One's more of a, a technologically technological focused uh, creative type, and the other is more athletic and uh, more into sports. So I'm just it, it's always fun to watch how they're progressing and finding their own path and kind of comparing it to um, your own path and other people in your family. So. I think that's what I'm uh, most looking forward to is just seeing how that all, all unfolds. And it's uh, it's like I said, it's certainly interesting. The high school, the first year in high school has been a real eye opener for uh, for my son. And uh, it's just neat to see how he navigates. Yeah, I like that. You're starting off these challenging teen years with a really good attitude. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's great. Back in a few years, like you said, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> They say, what do they say? Small kids, small problems, right? Big kids, big problems. So we'll, we'll see. But also big inspirations. I there, I yeah. love teenagers. They are the most volatile, creative, inspiring, challenging, insolent, fabulous people. And, yeah. you know, they're all that in a bag of chips. There's so much going on there. But what's happening is they are pure potential. Without, you know, the inhibitions, without the social graces, they're just all the potential. And that is pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. You know, I think that that's where we all get into trouble when we're, you know, parenting teens is recognizing that it that's what's going on there. there. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, you have to give them enough rope to kind of figure out things on their own, even though you're you know, one of your instincts is to kind of protect them. Because they can shelter. do a lot with that rope. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. So you got to know when to tug back on that rope a little bit, but live, leave them enough of a rope to kind of figure stuff out and learn lessons on their own. Yeah. So that's, I guess, that's a bit of the balance as well. It seems to me like we have another conversation scheduled for the three of us for a few years down the road. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. My last two questions are these. Uh, Andrew, how would yes. you fill in the blank? Nobody ever told me that. My first baby would be as hard as it was. Oh, oh you're going to have to give me a follow-up line there. I would say that um, the level of shell shock my wife and I experienced uh, the night we brought James home was <laughs> much more than I had thought. So um, Kirsten was coming down off the epidural and exhausted for obvious reasons, she handed me James and said, you take this kid, I'm going to sleep for like five days. So <laughs> I was pacing, I'll never forget it. I remember, and James was crying like a madman. Um, <laughs> I was pacing my living room, literally typing things on the laptop at five in the morning. How do you make a baby stop crying? Like I was in complete shell shock. I had no idea what to do and just how our life changed. So I, yeah. you know, that, that was what I was not prepared for. It got obviously easier, but I do think there's a disconnect be between what society tells you is what it's going to be like <laughs> and what it actually is like. And I think uh, for us, it was um, way more work than we expected to be completely honest with you. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because a lot of guys don't say that. You know, they buy into the rosy glow. It's all going to be fabulous. We're going to be one warm yeah. family yeah. wrapped in a quilt. And then you realize they cry all night and I don't know what to do. Yeah. That, that yeah. was, that was, oh, by the way, that was me crying all night. I don't know if I. Oh, I got it. I, I yeah. yeah. No, that wasn't I my know. kid. I was bawling. Oh, um, yeah. How do you make a father <laughs> stop crying, Google? <laughs> Yeah. My, my first son was, uh, he, he was colicky. He cried for seven months, pretty much straight. Oh and the only thing that would settle him down was the sound of a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and I literally burned out like two or three vacuum cleaners until someone at my office suggested I just get a recording on a CD. <laughs> Brilliant. And, yeah. And just keep looping it. And that's what got us through like six or seven months. We would crank that up to like 11 on the uh on the cd on the cd player and that was the only thing that helped but uh so i can feel you andrew i felt the same uh, the same shot yeah. marshall actually has the patent on that white noise sound he's got the uh, <laughs> you know, right. he's, he's you know distributing that as we speak um so marshall yeah, how no, about it's, you it's how would you fill in the blank nobody ever told me that 
I would say nobody ever told me that I would be um, running a business with a high school friend. How's That's that one? Good. So Andrew, <laughs> yeah, Andrew and I um, have known each other since grade, I would say grade nine or grade 10. Yeah. And as he mentioned earlier on, you know, in our 20s, we both went our separate ways and he moved out to to uh, to Calgary eventually. And we were still very good friends. And, you know, we'd see each other once or twice a year, I guess, when he was here, or I was there. But um, it's amazing what how it worked out. You know, we just uh, we both sort of ch- started chatting about uh, the potential to run a business together. And he has his skill set and I have mine and we thought it would work. And here we are. So I think that would be Do you be look it. At, at, you know, some of the, the friends your son is making in his freshman class and think, huh, I wonder if they'll know each other in 20, 30 years. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't, but that's a very yeah. good point because uh, he, he, he'd be lucky if I, Andrew and I, there's a, there's a core group of us. There's about five of us that uh, have, have stayed very close since high school. And um, I think that's getting pretty rare these days. Yeah. I mean, you might have one friend, but there's, there's really five of us and we're all, you know, in touch constantly. So, um, parlaying that into the ability to work with uh, a friend has been uh, has been really neat and rewarding. Yeah, yeah I second I second that for sure. Um, but it is interesting because you know, as uh, thinking back, I mean, it really doesn't feel like that long ago, and I can remember so much about you know what what Marshall's son is going through in high school, and you know, hopefully kids do have those types of groups of friends because it, it, it does feel a lot more disconnected now, um, you know, with just the, the way they communicate. Now. Well, you kind of have a, a unique opportunity then to teach your kids, this is how you make a lifetime friend. This is how it's done, you know, because kids right. aren't actually getting that in-person training that we had, you know, if we grew up without the technology. So, you know, it's something that you've got to offer. And let me tell you, with teenagers, there isn't a lot that they're going to let you offer them. <laughs> no, exactly, yeah. exactly. All right. Well, my last question for you both is, and I think I, I, think I made, um, Andrew, I think I made you go first last time. So, Marshall, yep. where sure. are you in your life in terms of fatherhood? Where am What mm, do you mean you by tell that? Me. Where are you in your life? I guess I would say that uh, I'm in a, a comfortable place in, in my mm. fatherhood. Um, the kids are, I have fantastic kids. And as I said, they're both very different, uh, but, uh, you know, special in their own right. So I think I'm really lucky. So I'd say I'm in a, I'm in a you know, in a, in a comfortable place. The kids are, my kids, I'm lucky they're fairly well behaved and, uh, they're independent and starting to discover their own their own things, as I mentioned. So, I'd say that that's uh, I'm in a comfortable place now. Your turn, Andrew. I would say that I've I'm I'm also in a fairly comfortable point in in the fatherhood thing, and it's been an evolution. Um, you know, it really when I first had uh, when we first had a baby, a lot changed for my wife and I. Our social lives. Um, became obviously less frequent based on, you know, our new roles as parents. And I think the evolution of work, work, work and, you know, build your nest egg. And I'd have to say right now, in terms of fatherhood, the kids are all right. You know, they're doing okay um, mm-hmm. so far. And, you know, I'm very happily married to my wife and the business is going well. And so not to say that I feel like I can relax more, but there's a certain Zen uh, that I'm experiencing now that I can't say uh, I was in 10 years ago mm-hmm. quite as much. So I don't know if it's wisdom or the fact that we've been through a lot and we're maybe a little more uh, mm-hmm. battle ready mm-hmm. <laughs> than we were at first. But, and I think the, you know, the gentle spirit of my wife has also rubbed off on me quite a bit in the sense that, uh, don't sweat the small stuff. And, um, and so there's, there's a yeah. zen there. Yeah, yeah, it really is. All sweat. <laughs> yeah. That's a great point. You know, it, you do, I think as you get older, you realize 
it is all small stuff. And well, sometimes it's big stuff. Sometimes you know, it, it's really big stuff. Some parents have really tremendous challenges, you know, either their life circumstances sure yeah. or their child circumstances or where they live or, you know, yeah, or yeah. Sometimes or, it's really, know, really big stuff. And when like that, that happens, you know, that's when you realize, oh, all that other stuff that we were worried about. Yeah, that was nothing. That was nothing. Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah, that's a very good point. I don't know. I think, um, you know, I'd, I'd describe myself as a, as a much happier guy now. You know, I've, I've settled into this role. Don't get me wrong. I still miss the swashbuckling adventure of my youth. I think like every You'll get dad, it back but, in 10, 15 years. Um, don't worry. <laughs> and then you can yeah, go out, when I, when you can I can go out swashbuckling. Yeah, no, that'd be perfect. <laughs> and your kids will laugh hysterically. Our, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to raid ships. Um, <laughs> well, you guys, I think we should wrap this episode up. This has been a lot of fun to talk to you guys about, you know, what might seemingly be not so glamorous a topic in Souls and Sore Feet, but one that I would bet you every single one of my listeners can relate to. So thank you guys for coming on the pod today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Jean. and thank you so much. And, and I would just like to reiterate again the you know the the website is uh, maternityinsoles.com and just check them out. They're they're pretty cool. I sure like them. Go get some. All right, we'll talk to you guys again down the line. Thank you. Thanks so much, Jean. Appreciate it very much. Mama said there'll be days like this. There'll be days like this. Mama said. Mama said. Our guests today were Andrew Slatter and Marshall Zwicker, co-founders of Form Insoles, who make Mommy Steps Maternity Insoles. I'm a big fan, and we really appreciate their supporting the podcast. Go get yourself a pair at maternityinsoles.com and use coupon code COMMONSENSE at checkout for a special 20% discount just for our listeners. Thanks, Mommy Steps. Head on over to genefaulkner.com to find out more about me. Email me, gene at genefaulkner. Tweet me at genefaulkner. And please, oh, please keep, go leave me a nice review over on Apple Media, Stitcher, FM Player, wherever you get your podcasts. It helps bring other people into the conversation. Common Sense Pregnancy, Parenting, and Politics is produced by Alex Ward at Sounds Like Pictures Studios. Thanks, Alex. Common Sense Pregnancy, Parenting... And Politics is also a member of the Parents on Demand Network, a curated collection of podcasts that cover all things pregnancy and parenting. One of those is Preggy Pals with Parents on Demand founder, Sunny Galt. Here's a short preview. Give a listen, then head on over to POD. Talk to you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. You're pregnant. Now, what do you do during the next nine months? You need Preggy Pals, an audio podcast that educates and entertains expectant mothers and those hoping to become pregnant. Each episode features pregnant moms-to-be as well as experts. Together, we explore topics aimed to embrace pregnancy and encourage women to pursue their choices when giving birth to their babies. Preggy Pals is part of the Parents on Demand Network. Look for our free network app in Apple and Android to discover more great parenting shows and listen to your favorite episodes on the go.